Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coach Shannon, good to have you here this morning. We appreciate you. And uh, I mean, tell us, does, does it feel like that long ago the last time that you, you were the head coach, uh, does it feel like a really long time ago when you guys went in there to Doak and, and you were actually the last Hurricane team to, to beat the Seminoles? It seems that way. But you know how it is. Every time that you... Uh have an opportunity to play Florida State and you know, being at Miami, it's, it's a great thrill and a great opportunity, and uh, it was just something that you always want to do. It was, I mean, what are we talking, Romberg? It was eight years ago, right? So seven straight games that FSU has won eight yep. years ago, and and man, we remember Brett. We had so many high expectations too for Jacory Harris because Jacory Harris uh, going just walking in there at FSU and and winds up winning that game. Well, yeah, he was the local hometown hero, right? Yeah. Remember the high school that he played for and and a lot of the records that he set and and broke ultimately. So for 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 his high school, but yeah, for the most part, it was we were expecting big things, and the roster that was you know that was on that team as well was pretty strong. So. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of concerned at what you got going on going against Coach Ogeron for LSU, man. You got you hear your guys in, on the hot seat already. They're talking about him. Oh, they always talk about Coach O like that. But you know what? It's, it's a rivalry game. I never knew it was a big rivalry game, LSU and Florida, until I experienced it. And uh, it's one of them games that everybody's going to tee up, just like the Miami and Florida State game is going to tee up. And uh, you never know what to expect in those type of games. It's going to be a hard-hitting game, just like the Miami and Florida State game. And there's opportunities for two teams for Florida and LSU to play and Miami to Florida State to play and uh, and see what happens. You know about a lot of the high school implications in terms of the recruiting and, and the kids having the opportunity to play against the former guys that they used to either be teammates with in high school or go against in the high school community down here in South Florida. How big, regardless of whether Florida State is 1-2 and two or, or Miami's record, how big is this game every single year? You know what? It's one of the biggest games around that you can play. I mean, you know, most of the guys from both teams have uh, teammates that you play with against high school, like you said, and it's just one of the bragging rights that you have every time you go home or you see your ex-teammates from high school, you have bragging rights for that period of time. And it's going to be a fierce game. It's going to be one of the games that uh, most of the time always come down to the wire. And that's the thing that you like about that game. What about your record as a player against FSU or Florida for that matter? Oh, uh, record as a player against FSU, uh, I was four and one. Wow, that's mm, so, that's so good. nice. I was four so one. And did you My were you able to see the Gators? Uh, Florida Gators. When I was at Miami, I think we was two and zero. Oh. When I was mm. a player, I don't know why mm. you're bringing that up. I, I love that. I but on top of that, <laughs> do you find it strange? Well, you, you know what? You know how Brett is. Brett loves that kind of. Stuff. I like. Yeah, he, the likes pot. To, he likes to stir the pot. Like he likes pot. to to needle yeah. things. Uh, I, this this is something that always is weird for me. Like for instance, Coach Rick now being a former UM quarterback goes to Florida State to become a coach at Florida State, but now is obviously back as the head coach, University of Miami Hurricanes. You growing up here, playing for the University of Miami. Going out and now coaching for a rival now doing Florida God's Gators. Work <laughs> yeah, doing God's work <laughs> and being the former head coach of the University of Miami as well. I, I, and I'm not like mad for like putting food on the plate. Trust me, that's not what it's about. How do you deal with the fact that you used to whether despise coach against 
uh, and now currently are coaching for a rival program. You know what, Brett? The rivalry broke off a little bit. You know, as as time going on, because the, the Florida Miami game, you don't play it. You don't play with every like five or six years now. Right. And uh, back in the eighties, it was an everyday deal. In the seventies, it was the exact same. But the, the Miami Florida State game is the biggest rivalry now. Could you, ever go, days, could you ever go to FSU? No, never went to never visit FSU. No, never. could you ever like consider coaching for it's FSU business. if that business was a bigger rival? Oh, business is business is business, Brett. Come on. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I I hear you, Coach Shannon. I mean, it's it's different when you're a player. It's different when you're a fan. I mean, this is this is your career. Like, I I, I wonder. It must have been weird though at first. Like, you've been at UF for a few years now. At what point was it not weird anymore for you? Uh, you know what? After a while, that you uh, when you start being on campus, you start walking around campus, and you're working with people in the building. We have great people to work in the building with, and. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jeremy Foley was AD at that time, but now Scott, Scott Strickland is AD now. And those guys that just welcome you in and, and with open arms as a family. So those are things that make you feel better. Was a cool coach in Hargrave's son last couple of years? Yes, it was. You know, we had some guys that, that in a secondary, accessory linebacker was really, really talented guys. And it was fun. You know, like just like, you know, like you guys were fun to be around, fun to be a red coach, joke around with. But, you know, they had that high competitive mode of, being a Gator, and that's the one thing that uh, I think that is happening here. They're getting that high competitive uh, aspect of what we're trying to get done. Speaking of being competitive, I got a little game I'd like to play with you. This is like my personal game because obviously I've seen both guys. I played with both guys, but I'm always interested to find out from a coaching perspective. Uh, who do you think was better, Ed Reed or Sean Taylor? Whoa, uh, whoa. Edward was a playmaker. Sean was the enforcer. What about talent? Like, do you think Sean was just Sean? Did Sean ever reach his potential? Did he? Did he just? Um, he was gone too soon to finally reach his. He was gone. He was gone. He was gone too soon. But his talent level was was phenomenal because he was a he was a big guy that had DB skills, the corner cornerback skills, and you don't have that in a ready of a guy like six two, six three and a half. That's about two thirty. And that, that loves the thump. And that loves the thump. Yes. Yeah. What about Dan Morgan or John Vilma? Oh, both of those guys are probably the same, to be honest with you. Both of them were tailbacks in high school, and both of them were very athletic. And uh, uh, the juice factor in both of them, Dan was, a, uh, Dan was a physical juice guy, like loved the game, loved it. John was a juice guy that he just played the game. You know what I'm getting at? He just played it. Yeah, but I just I want to clarify the juice thing with it definitely not meaning steroids. It's meaning like just no, just, just high no, on, on the game is, itself. Yeah, here's the yeah. New, here's, hey Brett, you got to get back into the new age now. Juice Seriously. is juice, like excitement. Oh I mean, hell yeah, on, I Brett. seen the you movie. Got to get into it now. I, I, coach, yeah. coach, I try and teach him the slang, and he doesn't understand. <laughs> Please, oh. he doesn't get it. Who is who? Who's your favorite? Who was your favorite defensive player to coach at UM? Oh man. I didn't coach so many. I don't know if I ever had a favorite. I just like to coach those guys because it was a lot of fun. I tell you, the, the guy that was the guy that I'll give you this one. The guy who was very smart, but people don't give a lot of credit to, was Vince Wilfork. Hmm. Vince Wilfork. One year, we sat down and watched film, and we played Florida State. Think about the Miami Florida State game, and he figured out when it was a run pass. So he would raise his hand up every time it was a pass. And when it was a run, he would keep his hand down on the ground. 
So two peas in a pod, he's going with Belichick. Those guys are just finding everything out about their opponents. Well, and why, and why do you think that is, Coach? <laughs> why, why, why doesn't or didn't Vince Wilfork get the credit for being as smart as he was? Because he's a D-lineman. D-lineman don't get Yeah, they're credit. stupid. Come on. They're, they're, they're I mean, stupid. They stereotype those guys. But those guys, was, Vince was very, very smart. And uh, and one, and that game we played, we played well. I think we was at, we was at Doe Campbell, and I think we – it was one of those that that game twenty two to something game, one of those games like that, and I think it was it was phenomenal. Can you? Uh, we got we got Coach Randy Shannon here with us, of course. Uh, Florida Gators, last DC. head coach to beat FSU. That's right. Very more importantly, last head coach for the Hurricanes to beat FSU. Can you? How does it compare beating FSU as a player for the Canes and beating FSU as as the head coach of the Canes? How does that compare? It's the same because it's a rivalry. You know, beating them, you get bragging rights as a, as a person still when you're a player. And then as a head coach, you can walk around and have a lot of confidence for a year that you, you kind of, you know, you own the team. And, and how about preparation-wise? I mean, there's, you probably feel a bit more pressure as coach, though, right? You know what? Preparation, I think, is easier because the guys on the team know what the expectations of the game. And uh, but you have to stale on them about the little things. That's the one thing that sometimes you can get the players to, to deviate from is the little things because they think it's well, I got it, coach. Well, you have it, but what about this? The little things, and the little things are going to make the decisions in big games all the time in preparation of, of winning and losing. It's going to be the small things that somebody's going to miss, and that's why you have to stay on the small things as you prepare for that Miami and Florida State game. If I had to pin you down to give you your favorite. UMFSU memory that you were a part of. What is it? Always the wide right. Uh, the fir- like the first one? The very first one? <laughs> yeah, the first one. The very first one. Mm-mm-mm. Coolest offensive lineman you ever coached? <laughs> oh, God. Listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> Please pick someone else. But you, but, but you coolest didn't, offensive lineman you, you, you ever coached? Really, you didn't really Brett, coach Brett, Brett Romberg is the coolest <laughs> offensive lineman I've ever been around. But okay, see, yes, he's got to be been around because you didn't really coach Brett. I mean, you weren't the head coach when he was there. You brought like you no, brought... I wasn't the head coach. But right. we, I tell you what, me and Brett spent a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that as a coach, me and him spent a lot of time together. I was always trying to pick his brain too about stuff in terms of like defensive scheme wise, like trying to understand why the opponent or why the opposing guys that I'm going against are doing what they're doing. You know, I think I think a lot of kids once they get to the level of football where they know their assignment well enough that they start trying to study the opponent's assignments and trying to understand why and what they're doing and how they're reacting to what's going on on their side of the football, it takes you to the next level, man. It makes you it makes you that much better. I think that's probably why I survived in the NFL so long was was the reason being it definitely wasn't because of my physical ability. It was just the fact that I I, w- I was always trying to learn and be smarter and be one step ahead of what I was going against. And that's the one thing that you always done. And I think that's, like you said, you've been in the league and you lasted a long time just because you knew what the expectations of what defensive was doing. You weren't concerned about offenses. You worried about more what defense is doing. Plus, we love talking smack about all the players on the team, too. That was one of them. Yeah, how much <laughs> you miss how, how much you miss that, Coach? Just just not not necessarily when you were the head coach of the Hurricanes, but when you were a player and maybe when you were also defensive corner, just all the good trash talking. Oh, it was always fun. I mean, it was it was great that you had that competitive because it, it, it was competitive with you. And then when you get into the games and when you're coaching, you see the guys respond because they take your mentality on the football field. Relationship so that is, was great. I was going to say that relationship is that much better, right, as a defensive coordinator than a head coach that you get to have with the players? Oh, a lot better. It's a lot better because you can you can gravitate to both sides of the football. Even though as a head coach, you gravitate to both sides, but you you become the CEO of the whole entire program. Not just the players, but everyone. But when you're an assistant coach, you have an opportunity to go and 
mess with offensive guys, defensive guys. You don't have to worry about the exterior things that takes them up most of your time. Coach, any plans from the Florida Gators trying to steal our turnover chain? No. Don't take no, that idea. Do that. Don't take that idea. Don't, no, don't no, steal no, no, our thunder that, that with was, that. that. I tell you what, that was something cool that I watched, and I was like, that's pretty good about Manny and the guys. That was pretty good. <laughs> you believe so it. That was good. fantastic. <laughs> so good. Before we let you go here, Coach, uh, and again, Florida's got LSU this weekend, but the coach, Randy Shannon, the last head coach of the Hurricanes to knock off FSU, you know, there, there's a little bit of a storm brewing, a, a tropical depression that, that could be trouble for the upper part of Florida this weekend. Uh, it, it, really, it really feels like, I mean, knowing what you know about FSU, it feels like FSU is going to try and duck out of the Canes game this weekend, right? Right. That, that's... I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think so because it's the one thing you have to remember once you get a win, you want to keep playing the game. You don't ever want to take a week off oh, and then you come back and play another game because your guys go up and down. The drilling and the drilling and factor of getting somebody ready to go and then you got to say, oh, no. And and we experienced that here of when the hurricane came through Irma. We, we experienced it and it was like, trying to get guys to practice, trying to get guys to do certain things was hard. And then when you get in the game, it's like, okay, what the expectations are. They're going to be a little sluggish. They're going to be a little sloppy early until they get going. All right. Well, we're hoping they don't duck the game. We're all looking forward to it. Coach, you guys going to Baton Rouge or are they coming into you? No, they come here. Okay, cool. cool. So you guys won't get affected by it then. That's good. We may not, but you know always the wind. Depends on how big the storm is. Uh, Hopefully we won't. We will not get affected by those. You were all good with the storm? No damage for the Shannon household? You were all good? All good. All good. And I was happy everybody was okay down that way also. All right, good. Well, Coach, uh, we really enjoyed having you on this morning. Thanks a lot for spending some time with us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.